to Tenet Men. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by Kevin, and together we are doing a complete and methodical review of the Christopher Nolan 2020 epic high-concept time travel film, Tenet. We are doing a minute-by-minute analysis of the film by conducting our own temporal pincer movement. I am on the red team moving forward through the film. Kevin is on the blue team traveling in reverse. How are you, Kevin? Uh, I, I am good. Uh, you know, Considering we had a little break uh, and we had you gave me a little bit of a homework assignment in between. Um, I'm more excited for that than I am discussing the main topic of our podcast <laughs> this uh, week. Then, then let's jump into the homework <laughs> because I'm also pretty excited about it. Uh, and the homework was to rank the top ten best Ridley Scott movies, and I ranked all twenty seven. <laughs> Did you, because you talked to me about this after we recorded, there was like one or two you didn't see. And there was one, you sent me the trailer for it that was just fantastic. Uh, And the (laughs) name of that movie was, I've lost it already. What was the name of that movie? Legend. 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 That's right. Starring Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, before he got his teeth fixed. If you want to (laughs) see Tom Cruise mangled jaw, this is the movie. (laughs) <laughs> I got I gotta send you a screenshot. I think I took some of his 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 teeth. They are wildly <laughs> screwed up. Uh, I so- am I'm so excited. So I, I I looked at all of his movies and first I was blown away like how many movies he's done. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of movies. Also, I haven't seen nearly as many as you, right? I've probably maybe have seen half. So we're gonna we're gonna work off of your list. And I would like to try and guess your list from <laughs> from 10 to 1, if you're cool with that. Okay, I will stop short of 10. Um, yeah, just look. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so yeah, you're going you're gonna to start from the, the very I'm gonna back. Start... You're going to start. Yeah. Okay, so I I, there was four movies I had not seen of his 27 <laughs> that he directed. He's also produced and been a part of other things. And his brother, um, his late brother, uh, had some great movies too. Um. Uh, but these are just movies he was the credited director of. I think he also probably did work on his other uh, other people's movies too. So there what was, was what, what's what's a notable brother movie that his brother Top did? Top Gun. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Top Gun, True Romance. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Tony Scott. Right. Tony Scott. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Good call. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's jump into it. Where do you, where do you want? You're going to start at 27. <laughs> you're going to work backwards. Okay. okay so can I guess? Last... Can I guess 27? Go ahead. <laughs> is is it legend? <laughs> no, <laughs> too close. Okay, so I still have not seen three because I only watched Legend okay. as a part of okay. this. Um, so I kind of it's kind of set up into four broad categories: movies I have not seen, um, and then movies I have seen that I think are bad or I've only watched part of. <laughs> okay, and then it's movies I think are pretty good but just short of great. And movies I think are absolutely amazing. And I kind of base it off movies I think are good are just ones I saw, liked, and never watched again. And then a majority of them fall into these movies are great and I've seen them multiple times. Okay. 
All right, okay. So starting off with movies I haven't seen, 27, Black Rain. Um, I, I did watch the trailer for all these movies, and I ranked them according to the trailers. Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas is a detective who goes to Tokyo to solve a crime in the 80s. Um, this sounds very 80s. Okay. It, 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 we got another great 80s one coming up. Uh, the Counselor, <laughs> which came out recently, it has a stacked cast. Fassbender, Cameron Diaz, Brad Pitt. It's about a lawyer who gets involved in drug trafficking. Never seen it. Never heard of it. Okay. Um, then, um, talk about 80s. Someone to Watch Over Me, starring Tom Berenger as a sexy New York detective assigned to watch over a witness in a murder trial, and she's like a a, a supermodel. And it's like a, a sexy basic instinct. Is it a rom-com? No, this is like oh, a no. sexy <laughs> basic instinct thriller from the 80s. I okay. want to watch it, but it's impossible to find. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a rom com. Like if they made that today, it would star Matthew McConaughey. And it there would be were two rom-com. sex scenes in the trailer. <laughs> Spicy, okay. <laughs> With Tom Berenger. Okay, next. Okay, so that's it for movies I haven't seen. Then we break into movies I don't think are good. Um, starting with Legend, okay. um, <laughs> which I watched and I said, I thought it would be a lost masterpiece. Like when I watched The Duelist, his first movie. And for the first 15 minutes, Tom Cruise is a fairy who can speak to animals. He married, no, he's a elf or some, I don't know. He's an elf who talks to animals and he's in love oh, with wait, a fairy. Are you, are you sure that this, this isn't a documentary? <laughs> no, and <laughs> okay. The first 15 minutes is a great setup, great world building. And then we get into the worst and ugliest Jim Henson puppet BS stuff for the next hour. And then at the very end, Tim Curry comes in as the devil. That was Tim Curry? That I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was more surprised at me when I was looking at the credits. Uh, a jacked devil. I mean, it, that was the best art artist artistry of the movie is the last so, so if you watch the first 15 minutes last 15 minutes it's kind of fun but it's a slog to get through my wife came in and said oh i loved this movie when i was a kid <laughs> when i was like i never <laughs> heard of this movie and wow. then she was like watching some of the middle parts of it and she was like oh that's as good as i remember but yeah so just a curious one Okay, these are movies I kind of turned off. I, I watched part of House of Gucci and never returned. Um, that came out recently. Then Exodus Gods and Kings, which I watched part of and turned off. It's like a Moses story, but it's like a really CGI heavy and not very well done uh, depiction. And I, I only recently discovered it's a Ridley Scott movie, but I remember not liking it um next uh i saw this one when i was younger 1492 yep okay a rather favorable depiction of christopher columbus (laughs) i remember this not being good no uh, which is i usually (laughs) love his period work his medieval stuff uh this was it's not a good movie (laughs) and it's not it's objectively culturally inappropriate at this point (laughs) Uh, then the last in this series of movies i think are not good is a good year which is um 
Russell Crowe inherits a vineyard and hijinks ensue. I think this movie was a tax write-off or a vacation for him and Russell. <laughs> All right. Now we get well, to movies well, like, well deserved. Think well good. deserved. Yeah. Now we're at okay. 19. And I think these are movies are good, but short of greatness. And at the very bottom of that heap is uh, one of three alien movies, Alien Covenant. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, a, a very bad follow-up to one of his other um, alien movies. Um. Then Hannibal, the Silence of the Lambs prequel, which I never really cared for that series, the Hannibal Lecter and other, yeah. but um, not a bad movie. Just I just remember watching it. It's scary and gory, but nothing crazy. Uh, 17, Body of Lies, which is a okay. pretty I good, yeah, yeah. I'd right. put that in that category too. Yeah. Yeah. A, a pretty good spy movie, but just a kind of forgettable action. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. Yeah. Yes. Um, All the Money in the World. Another recent movie that I just don't think was great. Now we're going to get controversial here. Um, <laughs> I put Blade Runner at 15. The OG? The original Blade Runner. It's I, a little high, but. Like I think I'd have put it at like 10 or 12. So <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that movie's like, it's so freaking famous. Right. And people love it. Um, I and maybe find it, it mostly boring. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Yeah. I fell asleep the first time I tried to watch it and then uh, I forced myself to finish it, but I just, yeah, couldn't get into it. Yeah. I watched it when I was younger thinking it was going to be actiony and it's just, a nice setting. I wish there was more going on in the movie. Uh, Uh, next two movies again, I think these are good, but just short of great American gangster. Hell yeah. I'd put that. (laughs) So I would reverse the two actually I'd put American gangster and then blade runner at the very least, but American gangster also really boring. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, Russell Crowe Robin hood is next. Okay. I haven't seen that, but I want to now. (laughs) Again, it's a watchable movie as if you want a Robin Hood movie. Also, it's a setup for a series. So that never happens. There's no never that's this is 13 yeah. years old now, so Yeah, which is disappointing. Yeah, especially if you go back and try and watch it. Okay, now we get into movies I think are objectionably great. I've watched multiple times and I will sit down and watch any of these with you right now. What uh, number are we at? 12. Okay, can I start guessing? Yeah, go ahead. Prometheus. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's higher on the list. Yeah, it's up there. Oh man. All right. Look, give me one more guess and then you Oh, how about White Squall? That's up that's a little bit higher. All right, go ahead. You can just say G.I. Jane. Oh man, I feel like that movie should be higher on the list, but okay. Right. I, I don't know. I I think I might have just lumped these two together in my mind because eleven is Thelma and Louise. Stop it. That movie definitely belongs <laughs> higher on the list. But I mean, we're going to get into some bangers here in a minute. <laughs> Shit. But like I had that at number two or something, man. I like, really, you're really, really going to be did. mad at this next one. <laughs> <laughs> as far as movies, I think are better than those two movies. I just said, um, uh, matchstick men. His I'd only, put that, how is, yeah. Like Thelma and Louise is better than matchstick men. You might be right. I'm second guessing that placement. <laughs> I just, I like Nicholas Cage. Movie. Yeah. yeah, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie, but Thelma and Louise is better. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, then, then we're okay. So that was number ten. Okay. Okay. Number nine is Prometheus. His, I didn't see Prometheus, but oh, really? His second best no, no, movie. No. I didn't see it. Um, I'm gonna protest it just because it's somehow higher yeah. than Thelma and Louise. Also, I'm probably gonna protest the rest of this list now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, okay. But that's a great. If you want to, like, it's. Uh, but again, it's a setup to a sequel that's really bad. Um, <laughs> White Squall is number eight. That's a good movie. I, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good movie. A movie forgotten one. I would like to see him do another, like, sailor movie, like a movie at said sea. He was really good at that part of 1492, at least. Okay, then we get to, I think these next ones are, like, bangers going down. We got Black Hawk down at number seven. Yeah, no objection. That should be high. <laughs> uh, the last duel at number six. And a lot of this next couple movies are all going to feature duels. <laughs> I mean, also can't I can't argue with it, man. Like, and and like my intuitions to want to switch Black Hawk down and Last Duel, but there might be some recency bias in there. So yeah, uh, they're both really good movies. Uh, number five is The Martian. Hell yeah, I love that movie, man. <laughs> love, I love that movie. Yeah. Also, I think like if you get to like some of his great stuff, it has CGI, but very limited. I think that's what yeah. kind of hurt him on Exodus, Gods and Kings. And mm-hmm. and even when I recently watched Legend and I was like, he relied way too much on these puppets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So The Martian, number five. Uh, next is his best alien movie. Alien. Yeah. Okay. Then of, I, I have... Know. Yeah, okay. Surprised that's ahead. not higher, but okay. I'm just surprised <laughs> that's not higher. That's all. <laughs> Might be recency bias because I recently watched The Duelist for the first time. And I really yeah. think that's an amazing uh, a movie for a first time director. Um, the costumes, the fighting, the duels. This guy loves duels. Are we down to the top three now? This is not, that was number three. That was number so number top two. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Well, hold on a second. Let me just check my list real quick. So, Alien, <laughs> so you haven't. Oh no, he didn't direct Aliens, right? No, that was James Cameron. That was James Cameron. Yeah, okay. Because uh, that's also a good movie. Um, James Cameron should have directed Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> Who directed Covenant? He did. Covenant? I have it as his. He did. Uh, oh, Alien Covenant. Oh, Alien yeah, yeah, Covenant. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So I'm just looking through the movies. Damn it. God damn it. You have Kingdom of Heaven up here? Uh, Kingdom of Heaven comes in at number one, Gladiator number the... two. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. By the way, top three all feature duels. <laughs> like, objectively, a Gladiator is constantly in a duel. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so, like, I'm. I'm specifically so talking about now. the extended edition. Do I need to rewatch it? With, like, the, the have you not edition? seen the extended edition? I don't think so. Yeah. Number one. That's my number one. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Just I I know people don't me. like that one. <laughs> There's but I was so like, many this is more. My list. It is your list. That's fair. You're you're. I would say don't opinion. rewatch Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> I would say watch, watch the Duelist. <laughs> I, I I will watch that. If I that's two weeks in a row now. You've recommended it. Just like I'm struggling, I'm struggling that Kingdom of Heaven is somehow better than The Martian, Gladiator, 
The Last Duel, Black Hawk Down, Alien. <laughs> I'm also basing it off of I've rewatched that one more than many of those other movies. And Thelma and Louise. Also, like, just shout out to Thelma and Louise for not fitting the mold of any other movie on this list. It's um, like mostly. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. He did that movie. <laughs> and it's really good. And that's not like like an older me looking back on like a movie everybody says is great. I saw that when I was like seven or something. Me too. Yeah. Same. <laughs> and was like way too young, do, way too do, young. <laughs> do I like men with Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> and then the ending like comes out of nowhere uh, in a good way. Yeah. Uh, that's just a bananas movie. Um, Wow, that was that was a roller coaster. That took <laughs> 15 minutes, by the way. We are so far behind. <laughs> I know. Hell of a career, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 2023 Napoleon coming up. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm waiting for a release date. I'm hoping because I see it's doing something on Apple Plus or something. All right. So. Hold on. I lost my notes. Oh, yeah, here we are. Okay, let's jump into why we're actually here. Um, <laughs> when All we're right. done with Tenet Men, we'll do a top 10 <laughs> or top top X movie lists podcast. Uh, keep a lookout for that. We're almost done with this. We've got like 10 or 12 episodes to go. Yeah, James this is episode. Next. <laughs> this is episode 64. Oh, I look forward to I already know what your number one is. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I'm up first. I'm at minute marker 6321, 10321 to 10421. Uh, Seder just entered Cat's uh, stateroom on the yacht, and uh, he wants to talk about the events from earlier today. <laughs> and he said, and he says so. He says, we're going to talk about today. And Cat says, no, we're not. And that brings us to yep. 6321. And Seder says, no. And uh, he's very, very calmly taking off the cufflinks. On, uh, on his nice shirt. He puts them down on a book and he says, we'll see. <laughs> Kat says, don't think for a second you can treat me like you treat your other women. Oof. Now Seder is removing his belt and the camera is focusing on the belt, right? Like it's yeah. just like such a power move. Um, and Seder says, and uh, how do you imagine I treat these other women, huh? And then he starts threading the cufflinks into the holes in the belt, right? Like, this is super intimidating, right? Because first, mm -hmm. it's like, he's going to beat me with the belt. Then he puts the cufflinks in, and it's like, oh, shit, that's going to hurt even more, right? Because a belt with cufflinks, that's a, that's a real weapon. And then he says, <laughs> you think I forced them into conversation? He's a funny, tough guy. That's a really good line, actually. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, again, I, I don't think I appreciated that dialogue until I just rewatched it now, but you think I forced them into conversation? Uh, that's some funny shit. Yeah. He's a, uh, <laughs> sometimes you gotta you know make yourself laugh in the situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then he says, you want to be quiet? Fine. You can bite down on that. And he throws like a pillow at her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Which is like, it's like scary, but it's, it's, it's only a pillow. Um, Cat's like visibly shaken. And she says, even a soul as blank and brittle as yours needs a response. Is fear Ooh. and pain enough 
Andre? There's some deep uh, psychology going on here. Oh my god! Like this is this is like this is not a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she it shows that Cat has his number punched. Like she's done oh, <laughs> analysis <yeah>. on him. <laughs> yeah. Is fear and pain? Uh, is that supposed to be not enough? Is fear and pain not enough, Andre? Or is fear and pain enough? Um, is fear and pain enough? Is what it says in the yeah, script. That's it. Yeah. Okay. She says that's all I have. It seems like it should be not, though. Yeah. That's all I have to offer you. And then Seder says, well, that will have to do then. Uh, Now he's wrapping the belt around his hand and starts to approach her. And Kat says, why didn't you just let me go? And we get this close up on Seder. He's real intense now. Uh, like all this is just building and building up, right? Like he's so calm and that's what makes it scary too, right? The fact that he's just so calmly taking off the cufflinks, slowly takes off the belt, slowly threads the, the cufflinks, slowly walks over, right? Like this is uh, like Michael Myers type stuff, right? Oh, like yeah. really, really slowly. So it's it's a good buildup. And so Kat says, why didn't you just let me go? And he says, because, and really, really slow, close up on his face. If I can't have you, no one else can. So good. So good. Such That's a like child. a child with a toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. child. It's like a child with a toy. He's a man baby. Uh, it comes up bit. over and over again. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Cat uh, says, and if you touch me, I scream so loud, he hears. I think referring to the protagonist. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And Seder says, you think I let him interfere? And she says, if he tried, you'd have to kill him. Which is an interesting response. That's the end of my mm-hmm. minute, too, by the way. So that's, yeah, that's 60 she's playing, seconds right she's there. She's playing chess, and she thinks Shh. that... She seriously thinks the protagonist is such a good guy, he's going to sacrifice himself to save her just from getting beaten. And even even after he literally betrayed her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. She... She knows he's up to something, but she also has this idea that he is at heart a, a good protagonist. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's a hero a, of and the story. <laughs> and she's making a really bold assumption that Seder at this point really needs him too. Because yeah. that's the bluff, right? If he tried, you'd have to kill him. And if you kill him, then he's no use to you anymore. So like more of that like chess playing and a and little bit of a dangerous assumption, but maybe she's right. I don't know. Does Seder need the protagonist still? I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's almost like she's realized, like she's read the script and knows. Okay, he's the villain. You're the villain. He's the hero. I can play you two against each other. Yeah, <laughs> we still got another hour and a half of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, interesting psychology on the Seder. They did a good job of, like, just not just making him evil, but like making like psych- psychologically uh, accurate. Uh, behaviors all right are we ready to go back to the cars going that's forwards it. And backwards? yeah that's it that's it let's go back to the car chase now oh my god all right it, it there's not much that happens here if you remember last week we had the protagonist jumping into the other car that cat was in left alone um and uh so that's where we're going to end uh but we pick up right after the handoff um, right after they tossed um, the empty box uh, that we know, and the 241 goes into the 
um, middle car, the Saab. It, that just happened. Um, but we pick up at one hour, 20 minutes, 20 seconds with, uh, we see Seder and the driver who are inverted getting out of that car and into another car that's pulled up alongside. Uh, and then uh, Neil points out he's left her in the car or no, he, no, he says he's getting, uh, he's getting away. Sorry. Neil says he's getting away. Then we see Kat in the car alone, and the protagonist says he left her in the car. And then he says, go after her. Go, go. Which means Neil has to keep pace with this car that is driving <laughs> invertedly. So it's going backwards, and he's keeping pace with it. Uh, and, they're, and you start seeing the traffic up ahead that they're going to crash into. At forty at uh, twenty minutes and forty one seconds, Cat uh, is trying to open her her door, uh, but her she's handcuffed and unable to. Um, and then she immediately realizes it's because of child locks, and she has to reach her her long legs over the front seat into the driver's side door and unlatch the the child locks. Uh, the protagonist then says, pull up alongside her. Um, we cut back inside the door and she's still trying to get the, the child box off. She successfully does that. Uh, then she sits back up and she's able to open the door. And the protagonist also opens his door on the other door. And the protagonist says, closer. Keep it steady. And then the doors smash into each other. Uh, both open different directions, but they're both traveling the same direction. Um, and then the protagonist gets ready to jump. And that's when that's, that's my next minute. That's everything. <laughs> I kind of rushed through that. Um, it's kind of uh, like an interstellar moment where you got a dock. <laughs> <laughs> Although I understood that the first time I saw it in interstellar and I understand, okay, yeah, they're spinning. <laughs> I understand spinning. Nobody's going back in time. <laughs> no, you well, no, you can only go forward in time. You can only Inter go forward in time at different speeds. Physics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Physi the physics is more accurate in interstellar. <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I still have trouble with is the fact that uh, if the car, so they put the protagonist and cat into the car, that then takes off and starts moving forward from the car's perspective. And then, you know, if you're following along with inverted cars and inverted people, then Andre pulls up to the car and gets back, gets into it down the road instead of at the, where they yeah, put that's Cat the in. Thing. Uh, it's, that's the, that's the part of the mission I'm really, really struggling with, right? Because they are moving in reverse through this whole thing. Yeah, and I I'm still struggling with the cat timeline oh. because he shoots her. It's the first thing <laughs> he does. Yeah. So it's it's bizarre. But from his I'm perspective, struggling. he unshot her. It but she's not inverted. But she's not inverted. No. So like she got shot. I don't understand cat. I just don't. Yeah, it's it, it's it's rough. I, also like when did he decide to shoot her because when he gets around the turnstile she's already shot he has to unshoot her uh, it's 
an interesting thing is um in the script cat is unconscious in the car so the whole the, oh, that, wow. that, that whole child blocks thing was invented probably because somebody pointed out you should probably give your female characters something to do in movies mr nolan right yeah <laughs> and not just have them be damsels in distress. So, it, it, I mean, it's an interesting little problem to solve uh, in the car, <laughs> which also it's might almost... explain like why I think it would be hard for somebody to undo a child block on an inverted car. Cause they would have had, they have to know how to it manipulate feels, it's inverted almost, things. It's almost patronizing wouldn't. though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, actually a really good point. But it's also like kind of patronizing. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, the woman can undo the locks. She can undo the lock. Yeah, the very the child lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. let her do undo the child lock. Oh, but the car's inverted. Whatever. We're way too far into this now. <laughs> there's more. There's more dignity in being passed out. <laughs> How do the brakes work on an inverted car, uh, Mister Nolan? <laughs> do you? He tries to press it. Break? He can't, and then he does, and that makes the car go forward. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna struggle with that stuff forever. I think, yeah, it's um, I've given up kind of at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the brakes on the have. car kind of broke me. I, I've been able to explain everything else. I think so far. Our to our dear listeners, if you came here for answers, <laughs> uh, we're very sorry, <laughs> but also not really. <laughs> and and watch the duelist. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. On that note, thank you all for listening to the Tenant Men podcast. If you've enjoyed this program, please take a moment to follow, rate, review on whatever service you found us on. And rest assured, we will continue our temporal pincer movements of this film next week. And until then, we'll meet you at the beginning. I'll see you at the beginning, friends. <laughs> <laughs>